0: How's everybody doing? I miss you. I feel like it's been a bit since we've been together. It's been three weeks since I've been here, right? I missed one because I was—I had a sick family. We missed last week if you weren't here to sled with us and you missed out, right? I think you missed out. Who's here to sled? Hmm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they miss out because they didn't come? Yeah. Yeah, they did. And you might've noticed a couple students got Starbucks tonight. They got Starbucks because they came to the scavenger hunt and they won. Woo! And Kelsey won because she had the most puke on her when she left. Jeez. Yeah, her baby got sick and it just didn't go well. But we, uh, I'm excited to be back guys. We have a special night planned for you. Um, our Your very own, let me say our very own, your very own, our very own. River Plate's very own, Graham Jensen is gonna share with us tonight. We're excited about that. Jessica's going to run out there and make sure his mom knows that we're getting going. She wants to come in here too, but I'm just going to get us uh, started off in the right direction. Then Graham's going to come up, and then I'm going to uh, come up and tie it all together for him. So uh, if you have your Bibles, turn with me here to James 1, 13 through 18. We've been just in the first chapter of James. Um, Colin spoke a little bit into another chapter in James, but we've been hanging on James a little bit here prior to Easter, and we're going to take it in an all-new direction in a, in a week or so. But um, Right here in chapter 1, verses 13 through 18, um, let's read through it together. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he... Tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like the shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all He created. So uh, just a few things I want, I want you guys to pull out of this before Graham um, comes and shares with us. Um, just so we, we better understand, we're, we're gonna be talking about temptation tonight. We're gonna to be talking about um, what it means to flee and to overcome temptation, to overcome the challenges uh, that face us in our everyday lives. And, and these are some good things to note about temptation before we dive too deep into it. Number one, That God, just from this passage here, God never pulls you down, tempts you, or leads you astray. Uh, Number two, instead of it being God, it's the actual sin nature, the evil desire, or our humanity that pulls us down. It's it's the thing that lives within us from the very beginning, before we know Jesus, before we uh, are made perfect and new in him. And then three, that Jesus is our freedom from temptation. That there's not necessarily any one thing that we can do to overcome all temptation or to not deal with evil desires, to not deal with sin in our lives, but that we can accept the truth and the freedom that Jesus offers us. And when we do that, when we walk in that truth, he um, is ready to take our hand and march through whatever circumstance that you're faced with. So as Graham comes up here... um, I just want to say a quick prayer. You can come on up. Dude. I just want to say a quick prayer over over our night over what Graham's gonna be sharing with us. Father, I just ask that you would be present in this room. That you would um, reveal to us the different ways that we've fallen short of your glory. That we've fallen short of your very best for us. And I ask God that you would just um, that you would just. Be so present with us, God, that you would speak through Graham, that you would give him the words to say that it wouldn't be his words, but yours, Jesus. We love you. Amen.
1: As Cole said, my name is Graham Jensen. I, I'm 15. I've been going to this church for around 15 years now. And in that 15 years, we've talked about so much in this church. But the one thing I don't hear us talk about most is what we've talked about today, and that is temptation. We go through our entire life. Dealing with temptation. Satan is digging us deep into the ground with temptation. But God's trying to pull us up because he knows what's the right path to take us on. I have three things with this message. One, with friends, at a store, and by yourself. With friends. Say you and two of your guy friends and two of your girl best friends are all hanging out. And you guys are in the park walking alone. No one's else in the field. And go, hey. And also, it's in the field, there's a room, let's go have sex, let's go drink, let's go have a bunch of fun. In this section, you're thinking to yourself, I can prove something to my friends. I can prove them that I mean something to them, I can prove them that I'm a man. I can prove so much to them. But at the same time, God's trying to pull you away from this situation. And you're thinking to yourself, is this really the right path to take? Yeah. We all should know and that God leads us to the right path in our life. Satan will try to dig us deep down into the world of evil, but God will keep on pulling us up to help us. At a store. Say you and your dad are going to Menards or Home Depot, the holy grail of dad stores. And he sees this one item he's been wanting for a very long time. He walks down, oh my gosh, I've. There's this $1,500 drill. I've been wanting this for ages now. I can really do so much work with this drill. But at the same time, he's also thinking to himself, is this really the best option? I can do so much with this money. I can all pay for my son's college. I can all can pay with a car. Or I can help with my family's life. We go through this entire time going through our lives. Every time we go to the store, if we have money, we're going to want to buy something. Little kids always wanted to buy toys and everything. Growing up, so now we need money for gas. At the same time, we have to think of what these options are going to come to, and if they're the right options to pick from. And the third section, being by yourself. Say you are by yourself, and you're showing through social media, and you come across a porn pic. And you get interested in that picture. I know what it feels like. I've dealt with pornography for many years at a time. You may be asking yourself, am I still dealing with that? No, I'm not. I have not had an attempt to be looking at that stuff for a very long time because I know that that's the right decision. I know that that's what God's gonna want me to be picking for my life. We, everyone, a lot of people in the world has dealt with pornography. At the same time, you don't know the backstories to these pictures. You don't know the story that they tell. But we have to think about what our story can tell in life. God will help us with our stories every single day to help it form and pick the right path to pick in life. If you struggle with depression or anxiety, you know a lot of times that Satan is putting pressure on you to kill yourself at the end of life. Because you think that is the key to all your problems. You're thinking, my friends, and my family, they're all gonna be so much more happier without you in your life. Let me tell you that is not the case. As people need to believe in God's words, for Him not to put us in this situation, because killing yourself is not the key to any success in life. You think by killing yourself is going to put a better life for your parents, when they're going to be in even more stress. We will come with this time. So I know what it feels like. I've dealt with depression for three to four months at a time. I tried to kill myself twice. But I've not had this feeling of wanting to kill myself for many, many years. We all come to a situation one time in our life. Even if our our life is happy, you know that deep down inside you, there's a part of you asking yourself, why do you make these life decisions? I have two things with this thing. Temptation hits everyone differently. Say you and a bunch of friends are at a park and you see some guy in a wheelchair about a block down. And one of you guys are thinking, I'm gonna go push himself over, he can't beat me in a race, he's he's scribbled. But at the same time, another one of you guys are thinking to yourself, I oh my gosh, I want to go help him. I could God would want me to do this. It hits us all differently. You and your brothers and sisters, this, come across every single day being tempted into doing stuff, this will hit you differently every single time. Number two, we don't even know that temptation's there. Say you go downstairs and your brother built a Lego set. You know kids, I love legos. Toys. And you go break that Lego set, because you know, why not? We love, we love just destroying things, you know. But at the same time, your mom gets mad at you. I know what it feels like. I've done that so many times and I've got grounded. At the same time. Is that the right decision? Do you think that breaking the Lego set will cause a greater deed? Your mom gets mad at you. She asks, she makes you to go rebuild the Lego set, and you get frustrated and you walk off, and you just don't even want to talk about it. Next day comes along, come down. You're still wanting to break that Lego set. He's kind of hiding it because he knows you want to break it. Third day comes along, you don't even think about it. You just walk off and do your daily life things. You go to school. You do all of this. You come home, you rest up, do more school, go to bed, same thing over and over. Next day, more and more days come along. Then one day comes along. And you look at him, and you think in this situation, why didn't I want to break the Lego suddenly out of any of these other days? Why didn't I have the urge of wanting to break this thing? It will come to us every single day, that we know we know it's there, not just because of how much Satan is driving us to the ground with this. We come a long ways away with this pressure. Romans 7, verse 14 through 20, and in that six verses, there's this one bit that I found the most interesting to me. What meant the most? What I don't understand is that I decide on one thing, but I act out another, doing things I absolutely despise. We want one thing, but then we want another. We want the best thing. We want one even better thing. We act one thing, but we want act completely different. A lot of times you act completely different with your friends, or with your siblings, your grandma, grandparents, cousins, whatever. But at the same time, we will act differently every single time we're with a new person. You will act completely different every time. I can count on that. But doing things you absolutely despise, you having sex with your friends in that room, afterwards, you're thinking to yourself, why did I even do this? In the moment of doing it, you're thinking to yourself, why am I doing this? God doesn't, would not want me doing this at all. Here's what I want to do. <coughs> I want everyone to close their eyes and I want them to think, what is God keeping you from this situation? What is God keeping you away from God you your acts wanting to be with Him more? What is He keeping you away with your fellowship with God? I just want you to think about that for a second.
0: Those things in your head— one of those things that you feel like um, pulled down by, challenged by but an action, a thought, something like that. The thing that sticks out to me most is, is Graham is talking. Is is if we look at this verse even more uh, in context, we just jump all the way back to verse 17. But I need something more, for if I know the law but still can't keep it, and if the power of sin within me keeps sabotaging my best intentions, I obviously need help. I realize that I don't have what it takes, I can will it, but I can't do it. I decide to do good, but I don't really do it. I decide not to do bad, but then I do it anyway. My decisions such as they are don't result in actions. Something has gone wrong deep within me and gets the better of me every time. So you pull back from, from what Graham is, is even saying as he's talking about the, the Lego set analogy, which is, is really great. Probably doesn't happen as fast as one, two, three days sometimes, but, but if you've ever felt like that as you, as you grow and as you mature, you go from feeling an impulse to do one thing that you know you probably shouldn't, right? Even though you know the law, you know what's right, you know what's wrong, And over time, you you grow and mature out of it. Well, you're going to come into situations like that throughout your entire life, right? But the thing that that I want to draw our attention to the most here is, is, but I need something more. I need help. I obviously need help. I need something more. And that help, that something more, that we have access to, but is so often forget about is the Holy Spirit in us. Right? It's this, the, our helper that walks alongside us, the helper that, that walks through life with us, that in any given circumstance, God always provides a way to escape the temptation that, that we're faced with. He wants to walk with you through it. He wants to help you overcome it. So I mentioned that I wanted to... Um, Touch on baptism here tonight. And, and the context in which I want to touch on it is just that. Maybe you need uh, a fresh beginning or a new start in your life. And I'm not saying that you get baptized every time you, you need a fresh start or a new beginning. But if if you consider yourself a follower of Jesus and you haven't chosen to be baptized. And you, or you just haven't had the opportunity yet. I, I found that um, when I was Graham's age. 14, 15 years old. I hit a, a season in my life where I, I made a ton of mistakes, and I shared this testimony um, once before with y'all. This this last fall, or sometime recently, um, I, I was just I was in a pornography addiction. I, I, I didn't know what was happening. Uh, honestly, the whole life was a whirlwind kind of thing. Like it's a blur. Can't tell you exactly how it happened or or anything like that. But I, I remember coming as, as uh, I was bringing it into the light and, and I had been found out by my parents and they removed my access to technology, which made it really easy to not look at porn anymore. Um, I learned and I started to grow. But what, what was offered to me was an opportunity to be baptized. And, and I prayed about it and I, and I ended up taking this opportunity and. And what it allowed for me was like a fresh start, a new beginning, not just in my relationship with Jesus, but in my public relationship, because I had never really like expressed to the people around me that I was a Christian, that like, I'm going to walk with Jesus, I'm going to take this stance. And that's really what baptism is. It, it signifies many things in our spirit as we're buried um, with Christ, as we go under the water, and then we're raised to new life as we come back up out of it. But... In its simplest form for me in that moment, it was a declaration that, like, hey, I'm not going to go this way. I'm going to go that way. I'm not going to go the path of my flesh and desires and the way that the world wants me to go, but instead, I'm going to chase after Jesus. And I want my whole church family to know that that's what what I'm going to do. Right? So I just encourage you to, um, in your small group tonight, as you're chatting, as you're going through some of the questions, one of the very first smaller questions that I put on there for your leaders is: Do you understand the meaning and the need for being baptized as a follower of Jesus? So I just want you guys to talk about that. There's a couple of scripture references right there. Look them up. Check it out. Talk through it. Your leaders know this stuff. Well, what's the point of being baptized? Well, why would I do that? In what what way would that even be useful to me? And then when you, uh, as you do that, if if you feel a call in your spirit, you want to talk more about that, I'd love to talk to you about that. I'd love to talk to you about the opportunity for you to have that, that fresh beginning, to be able to be baptized and to die with Christ, die to your flesh, and be raised again in new life. So, um, we're going to head out to small group right now. We're going to have a little extra time in small group today. I um, encourage you to use that time if you want to. Otherwise, come back out to the lobby when you're done. Half hour, 45 minutes. Um, but, but really be intentional and, and take some time to pray, too, as a group. Take some time to pray as your small group. Hey, would, what, what is the Holy Spirit wanting to do in me in this season? What are the evil desires, the things that, that are pulling me down, that are dragging me down, that Satan is trying to trap me in, that I can I can overcome tonight and that I can overcome um, by really claiming my faith in front of the church, by, by choosing to, to die with Christ and rise again in new life? Um, yeah, so if you guys just stand up with me, I'm gonna pray really quick. Father God, we just thank you so much for um, the word that you put on Graham's heart, for the opportunity that we have to remember um, the the sacrifice that you've made for us uh, when it when it comes to uh, Easter season and Good Friday, how you died for us, Jesus, and then you you rose again. In victory over our sin, over temptation, over the devil, so that we can experience new life in Jesus, so that we can experience freedom from um, our sin, freedom from uh, temptation, freedom from whatever it is that's, that's pulling us away from you. So, God, I just ask tonight that as we go to small groups, you would be with each and every one of these students, that you would give them um, a sense of peace, of promise, that you would give them an opportunity to ask your Holy Spirit what it is that um, is pulling them away from you. And also, God, if if this would be the right season for them to uh, be baptized and to profess their faith
1: before um, the River of Life congregation. We love you, Jesus. Amen.